0: You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Hey guys, welcome back to the Uncommon Truth Podcast.
1: Hey guys, how are you? Hey.
0: We are here, and... Happy
1: Easter week. I guess it'll be the day after Easter, though. Easter Monday. Yeah, we Easter Monday. Monday.
0: Which isn't really a holiday here. In this, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> it makes me sad every it's year. It's called Back to Work Monday. It, back home for me, Good Friday is a holiday, and Easter Monday is a holiday. So it's That's like, amazing. Yeah. Got to, oh, well. So it's like a, you're going to be
1: so, yeah. calling call uh, call English
0: <laughs> yeah, on <anyway>. Monday. <laughs>
1: I'm calling in English. Yeah,
0: I'm sure that'll go over well. <laughs> yes. But anyway, uh, <laughs> 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 I hope you guys had a great uh, Easter with your family and I am excited to announce today that we're going to do something different for the next set of episodes. What is that? What is that? We are going to go over uh, the 10-point Father's House message.
1: The 10-point Father's House messages. I
0: won't give you guys a pop quiz to see if you can name them all right now. I don't think I... I No, no, I wouldn't do that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. But... We're elderly, geriatric.
0: But um, we're going to talk about uh, those message points, which are really the foundation of uh, the message we speak here, all of our, whether it's a podcast or a sermon or whatever you're listening to, it's usually fitting into one of those categories. It comes but, directly from one of those. But we will kind of go over each one in a little bit of detail and the, where it comes from biblically and why and believe it and really how we believe it, it supports the message of Jesus and leads people to a Christianity that works.
1: Yeah, if you follow these, it'll work. It'll work. Somebody said the other day, um, at the 25th anniversary, um, one of our sweet little um, ladies. She, we asked a few people to speak about the father's house, and she said on the way to church, what the word she got was boot camp. Yes. And I thought, that's so apropos for Christianity. It should be almost like a boot camp that you're always on this obstacle course. And but the problem is, that when you're following Jesus, you never really graduate until you really graduate, right? Yeah. You just keep running the race, yeah. right? Over the op- over hill and over dale, right? I'm right. As we hit the dusty trail.
2: <laughs>
1: what are k sums? And the casings go rolling on. Do you remember?
2: And the casings go rolling. What
1: What are they? Is it. Never mind. It's a song. I you're looking at us like you're. you're I, I was, I was, I I was waiting a, for the song is to is happen. Is it a marine it. song? Or is it. Do you know? Let me look that up. Anyway. Okay. I don't know.
0: I do know. And I, can't, I can't think of it right now. Well, maybe next time. We'll, that was for we'll, free. We'll look it up. and Or oh, we'll forget about it. And we'll see. Anyway. Uh. Probably forget. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking what, it up right now. So. Uh, like I said, 10 message points. We'll go over it with each one in uh, the next 10 episodes. Today, we're going to start with uh, one of, what I believe is the, the key points that are really important. For this one, I think, is the foundational stone of it, which is uh, listen to Jesus. Mickey's looking at the song Yeah, right
1: It's a U.S. field artillery march. Okay. okay,
0: good. But listen to Jesus. Yeah, listen um, to Jesus. <laughs> it's the That's point great. we're going to look at today. So <laughs> um, I'm going to... Uh, Do you want to talk about what it is first, or do you want to read the Scripture first?
2: Let's talk about what it is. It's uh, listen to Jesus as the foundation of Christianity. And um, the Christian church is founded upon the idea of being Jesus-like. So the word Christian means little anointed one, and the word Christ means the anointed one. And so we are to be little versions of Jesus. To listen to be that, we should have his message, and we should follow in the what he taught us following him means like for instance deny yourself pick up your cross and follow me and the other things he says you know about a wise man builds his house on the rock and the storms won't prevail and just different things you know uh coming to me if you're heavy burdened you know bring your burdens to jesus all the different things he tells us this i command you love one another as i've loved you And it's like, what's, what is important and how often should those things be coming out of our mouth, our lips, our, well, what, when we teach Jesus's way, what should we be teaching and the foundational basis of Christian church teaching, gathering, why we come together to listen to one man share. And we all say, Amen, we take notes. We listen to radio to hear other men share and what should they be sharing? What is it that share that make a Christianity (coughs) that works in my life? And um, it is really clear that a lot of people claim a Christianity, but their life is not changed. It doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't make them happy. It doesn't give them joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. And they don't act in those things either. They're, they remain very selfish. Uh, if, def- if you could define Jesus by any term, it's unselfish. And so to be like him would be to unselfish. And what would make you that? Well, listen to Jesus is the point in our, our message, the, the points of our message that we concentrate on. Starting with listen to Jesus is what we really highlight. It's the focal point of our day, week, month, year, and life. Yeah.
1: So, what, so what do you mean by that? So does that mean that listen to Jesus, can you, can you make it a little bit more...
2: Well, he's talking and Practical. the Bible is alive. The word of God is living and active. And so these words on the page come out and they go into us. We take them into us and we eat them. We ingest them. We, we meditate on them. We let them saturate us. Then what comes out of us is a response to what he said. And so listen to Jesus means learn from Jesus what it is to be a follower of Jesus. Learn from Jesus what it is to be Christian.
1: Well, doesn't, doesn't every person who's a Christian do that?
2: No, in fact, it's less and less and less. People even know what Jesus said in the Christian church. Many times you and I have come across a great deal of people and we've asked what's the most important things. And they really will, they'll, they'll quote a proverb or they'll quote Moses. Mm-hmm. And, and I I do listen to a lot of... Even preachers I respect try to sell you on Jesus in the Old Testament. And that it was Jesus talking then, and that's what he means. When Jesus, when these, these verses we're going to study, that's what he means. And it's not what he means. He's talking about the um, manifestation of God on earth in the form of a man, first a baby, child, toddler, adolescent, man. And that expression of God that is Jesus, that is God become flesh and dwelt among us, the Emmanuel, the, you know, the everlasting son, uh, this, this, this amazing, you know, only begotten of God. This is what is talking about. There's only one time in history where there has been a son of God. And that is because God's spirit itself came to dwell in the body of a man and grew, let that body grow. didn't just come and create a man like he did Adam. He created a baby that grew to be a man and inhabited that. And so that person, Jesus, a fixed figure in time, he spoke and said many things. And on one point, the father said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. This is my beloved son. This is the offspring of me. And then at other times he said, I only say what my father tells me to say. And you can't really equate that to be equal or the same as what's said through Moses or said to Moses, for instance. That is not what Jesus is referring when he says, my word will never fail. My word will, will endure forever. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. The wise man's the one who built his house on the rock. Yeah. You know, the and what, what's the rock? You Jesus. know, it's... What Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. On that fact, him being the Christ, the son of the living God, that's the rock we stand on. And so that comes through the teachings of Jesus, the so wor- the literal words of Jesus. You take them literally. I take them literally. I, I make them the most important words in this Bible. I, I very specifically attribute them to this 33-year period Jesus was on earth and the things he said and did. And then I use the stuff before that, the thousands of years prior that God spoke about Him, about this coming thing. Um, you can, you can, and, and how God spoke and who God is never changes. But the words of the new covenant, the new covenant, those people lived under a different covenant. Mm-hmm. The words of this new covenant, where man could be forgiven, a bad man could be justified, mm-hmm. a bad man could be made righteous. That covenant is only through the 33-year reign of Jesus Christ on the earth and then his death, resurrection, ascension, and then return in the Holy Spirit to fill us and flood us. I would almost listen to more of a prophetic word today as the words of Jesus than something prior to his birth because it's really specifically this expression of God called Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. the, ba- the, the, the son that is born, the baby in, mm-hmm. our, in her arms. The one was promised to Mary, the promised coming Messiah, yeah. the so, Deliverer.
1: So when we have this revelation, I guess it'll segue into into the what we're going to read today yeah. and why. I mean, we've always been Jesus people, but the Lord corrected us probably 15, 20 years ago regarding um, this message, and it just completely changed. We were all, like we said, we always loved Jesus. We always took it literally, but the message just changed our whole life. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that's what you want to read. Yeah. Going into that segue.
2: Yeah. Let's, let's move on into the scripture, I guess.
0: Okay. So we're in Matthew 17. Yep. Matthew 17 verse one. 17 verse one. And Jesus uh, is following Jesus. And we'll go from there. I don't know why I can't read that today. Anyway, six days later, (laughs) Jesus took with him, Peter and James, and John, his brother, and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them and his face shone like the sun and his garments became as white as light Hmm. and behold moses and elijah appeared to them talking with him peter said to jesus lord it is good for us to be here if you wish i will make three tabernacles here one for you and one for moses and one for elijah while he was still speaking a bright cloud overshadowed them and behold, a voice out of the cloud said, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down on the ground and were terrified. And Jesus came to them and touched them and said, Get up and do not be afraid. And lifting up their eyes, they saw no no one except Jesus himself alone.
1: So why don't you just tell the story about how um, the Lord spoke to you regarding just the confusion of the messages that we well, had. Well,
2: I asked the Lord. So my pursuit for so many years, by that time it was, what, 25 or more years, I'd been pursuing this Book of Acts church, wanting to be what they became. I was born again, you know. My whole life was just absolutely consumed with me.
1: You fell in love. And
2: then I fell in love with Jesus, and my life was no longer consumed with me. My life was consumed with him. Yeah. And then as I was consumed with him, I learned <clears throat> to make my life about others. Yeah. It, really, it really was a, you know, started out as a, I have Jesus for me. And I really made me about him, mm-hmm. which then he made me about others. That's good. And it should have been quicker, but I was stubborn. <laughs> and, on our, and on our journey of seeking after the Book of Acts Church... I pursued it with all my heart. I mean, I fasted, prayed, just... I, I tried to devote myself to the ministry of the Lord, worshiped with all of my heart, studied with all abandoned, just just, just threw myself into study, filling my mind with knowledge and um, other men's knowledge. You know, I'd study Walter Martin, I'd study Josh McDowell and apologetics and the ability to explain what we believe and why we believe and I would study the Bible and Andrew Murray and <clears throat> other other great men of the past who've already laid out for us so many things about relationship with God mm-hmm. but I still was lacking I said Lord why why is why can't we achieve the book of Acts church Good. you know yeah and um, <clears throat> you know he said, very clearly to me, and it was shocking. Just absolutely one of the shockingest things he ever said to me. You're all confused, and I said Can you confused. Say, Can you say it again. He said to me, with he said, you are all confused, and I just didn't think I was, and I wanted to argue with God. <laughs> you know, I think everybody else is confused, Lord, but I'm not confused, yeah. is what I wanted to say. Right but I didn't I said Lord I mean it was like crazy how am I confused and he said you're trying to live two covenants as one in in the Bible there are there are many covenant covenants with people but there are two main covenants the old and the new and you're trying to live them both on an equal basis in a time frame and the book of Acts church is the complete abandon to the new covenant Mm. it's it's different you know Solomon said only a fool doesn't provide for his family or take look to the future or save up for the rainy day. Only a slugger doesn't leave an inheritance to, to his family, right? And um, so Jesus says, why do you worry about tomorrow? Why do you worry about what you'll eat and what you'll drink? And so the... Um, Confusion that he showed me was that we had been trying to live both covenants. And I realized that in my daily life, I preached one as, as equal to the other or right. the same, trying to make one weave in and know the other. And I said, so what do I do to the Lord? What do I do about this? And um, he said, read only Jesus until I tell you different. And I began to read only Jesus. And my life, my understanding I mean, I ended up changing theologies in midstream. I'd be even ready to preach my old, out of comfort, my old theology, and I would just, right in the middle of it, say, you know what? I just don't believe that anymore. Because there's just too many verses that say this. And I mean, for the, for that that to be true, all of these other things it's have good. to be ignored, and I don't want to I don't want to come upon one phrase in the New Testament and have a theology that can't that has to sneak around that verse, yeah or that verse can't be highlighted because it'll it'll prove me wrong and i I was really adamant about that, and i just I began to preach what the New Testament says. What Jesus says With what Paul excuse. Paul Peter James and Luke and the guys who wrote the rest of the New Testament John what they how they interpreted it is how I said so I have to go back and interpret it the way they did mm. and and it, it just changed my world and I remember people started to say why are you saying things so different than other people I said well I just read in Jesus so if you want to go go and from these verses from these books Prove me wrong. But what's what we have to agree on is that we don't want to say some verses. Like, why don't we do that? Hmm. Why don't we believe that you cut your hand off for it's better for you to go to heaven without a hand than hell with both hands? Mm-hmm. Why don't we preach that anymore, that sin was supposed to be stopped? You're not supposed to cut your hands off. You're supposed to stop sinning. Right. That was the point, right? And why don't we preach it like that? Because everyone's everyone's willing to accept sin in their life and they don't want to cut their hand off so they preach it a different way people would ask me that why do you i've never heard anyone say these things or nobody's saying these things or these great people they're all saying this and you're saying that said, so just just go and read it for yourself and decide for yourself not based on what i preached or they preached and just let the bible teach you instead of trying to make the bible fit what you want it to say or to fit what you want it to mean and how you want it to what we're supposed to do you want it to, i want it to say this i'm going to i'm going to read it that way no just read it and let it teach you let it change you and um and people just a hundred percent 100 percent have come back to me and said um i read it and it says what you say yeah that's what it says and i'm like yeah i'm not very i'm not a highly educated man i don't really all i do is just read it and say shouldn't we just do what it says Mm -hmm. that's all i'm saying and um so jesus takes these three guys up a mountain and the glory is there and Moses and Elijah show up and the disciples want to build three altars and I think you and I in our Christian walk and all the people that we've walked with I think we're still doing that exact thing we're we're no different than they are we want to build altars to everything to heroes to great movements to to revival I mean like they just had that thing in Asbury and people went from all over the world to, to Asbury right and uh, everybody wants to make it what they want it to be. And I just think that we should let it be what it is and, and, and accept what God's doing in our life. And he says, so we're still making altars to all of these different things. Like right. there's an altar. Let's all worship what's going on in Asbury. Yeah. Well, what's going, well, if I worship what's going on in Asbury, what do I do about what's going on in Oroville? It's not the same. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it is what it is. And so Jesus takes these three guys up a hill, and they, you know, the three of them are watching this happen. There's Jesus. There's Moses and Elijah. These are the heroes of their life. These right. are the law and the prophets, right? Yeah. Heroes of their life. And they say, can we make an altar? And I think that today we do this exactly the same thing. The heroes of our life, we want to make altars to them. The pet peeves of our life, the doctrines of our life, and Jesus. And the Father speaks from the cloud, this is my son. Listen to him. And I think the Father is still saying to us every day of our life, this is my son. Listen to him. My story of seeking the book of Acts Church, what the Father's leading me to, this is my son. Listen to him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I, the other two guys disappeared immediately so that there'd be no confusion. It's not Moses and Elijah. It's Jesus. This is my son. Listen to him. And I think it's really clear. And I've asked... Uh, You know, there's so much ignorance about what Jesus is teaching. So much subterfuge, so much changing it, so much not wanting it to be what it is. I've asked 117. I did this for a long time, and I asked a bunch of Christian leaders. They were coming here on outreaches and stuff, and I just say, okay, tell me, what is it Jesus commands of us? What is the commandment of Jesus? And 117 in a row said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. And that is 100% wrong. Now, every room I do that, I just did it not too long ago in my own church, and we had a lot of visitors from Jeremiah's home. It was during Galen's wedding. And right. I said it, and I, and and the little grandma lady, she's, she's just shaking her head. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And I hated to say the next phrase, which was, no, that's wrong. And she went, what? I go, no, that's wrong. The All over the room, they were all, no, that's wrong. Uh, They were all shaking their head, yeah, that's right. And I'm saying, no, that's wrong. That is not the commandment of Jesus Christ. To love your neighbor as you love yourself is a very low standard, especially if you've taught yourself your whole life to not love yourself. And the culture of your life is to not love yourself, then you don't have to love your neighbor much either. Right? right? Because you're only doing it as you love yourself. The commandment of Christ is so much higher standard and it's so much clearer. He said, this I command you, that you love one another as I have loved you. And if any one of us will evaluate, how has Jesus loved us? Well, he died for us. He sacrificed for us. He humbled himself for us. He was unselfish to the end of the world for us. And he even, and then he says, if anyone would come after me, follow me seek me. They must first deny themselves, pick up their cross and follow me. What man does is they want to settle for this, love your neighbor as you love yourself, oh, because right. it's such an easier uh, model. And then what Jesus actually said And Christian leaders all believe that the command of Christ is this lower model. And it's not. Wow. Any, any, you know, you want to be great in the kingdom of heaven, learn to be the servant of all. Well that all includes all those irritating people you don't want to serve. <laughs> all the people that have done you wrong. They're part of the all. Right. And so we'd rather preach a prosperity message or a faith message or a, it, or, or, or a command a command it name it and you get it name it claim it whatever however yeah. you want to be named. You know, we want to, we'd much rather preach a movement of seed planting and, and and harvesting and and when when really the personal responsibility is Deny yourself, pick up your cross, lay your life down. Uh, the greatest among you will be the servant of all. That's really good. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And, in, and I think the foundation of any Christian life is back to what the Father's still saying. This is my son. Listen to him. It's
0: really
2: good. And I mean, there was a time in my life where I tried to keep track. I actually was listening to preachers all day on the radio. And I, I kept track of how many of them are preaching Jesus. Or
1: even saying eight, the name of Jesus,
2: even saying his name during a during a radio broadcast right. message, and I was shocked back in those early nineties. Uh, That's when it started. There was like eighty percent, eight out of ten. I kept track. Okay, dink dink that one. Okay, he talked. He gave a Jesus of yeah. Jesus fra- uh, scripture. Yeah, quoted Jesus in his thing, and he preached about that. You know, it was eight out of ten. Never even mentioned him. Hmm. It was like. Christian radio is the only time Christ is mentioned is in the word Christian to describe the radio Christian radio <laughs> and it's like whoa we're really fallen far from what the father's commanding on the Mount of Transfiguration Matthew 17. this is my son listen to him that's really good this is my son Jesus is saying any man who um, a, a, any man who hears these words of go. mine and acts upon them, It's like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And then he promises that when the storms come, Mm. when the waves beat, when the wind blows, that house will stand. It's like, well, I've been through some storms and my life got beat up. Yeah. What does it take not to get beat up? Well, hear these words of mine and act upon them. Put him into action. Don't worship at the altars of law and profit. Worship at the altars of God become flesh and dwelt among us. Mm-hmm. Worship at the altars of Emmanuel, God with me, in me, through me. God Himself indwelling and making His home in me. It's Jesus that teaches the Father, and I will make our home in you. Jesus that teaches the Father is going to glorify us because He wants the Son glorified. It's a legitimate prayer to say, if you're going to pray for anything, to say, Father, help me glorify the name of Jesus. I guarantee you 100% that prayer is heard with absolutely open arms and a willingness that that prayer is going to be answered. Help me glorify the name of Jesus Christ. That's a prayer God agrees with. That's what He wants to happen. And you're, you're becoming one with Him when you say, help me glorify the name of Jesus. And Jesus says, anyone who hears these words of mine. Jesus says um, so many different ways. He says, uh, my word will never pass away. In John chapter 12, He says, I won't judge you. I won't judge you. My words they will judge you. And what words is he talking about? It isn't Moses and Elijah. It is my words, the expression of God called Jesus, the expression of God called man. Yeah. The son of man, he is God man. It was that all that means is human being. And he's saying for this short period of time, God is a human being. Mm-hmm. He says the son of man comes. The son of man this, son of man that. He's just meaning God as a human being is doing this. And there's this one brief period of time. And the son of man's words will never pass away. He literally says the law and the prophets will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. My words will judge you. Anyone who hears my words and acts upon them is wise. Anyone who hears my words and doesn't act, act upon them is foolish, yeah. built on the sand. Then when the waves come, the wind blows, the storms rise. That house will fall, and great will be the fall of that house. Right. And this is really the key to listen to Jesus. Three guys went up a hill, and they are no different than me and you. They see Moses and Elijah, and they say, Man, we should make three altars. This is amazing. I mean, if we see Moses and Elijah, that's a pretty miraculous moment of yeah. heavenly spiritual apparition. I mean, this is like the heavenly realm has come those to be visible. Yeah. Like the big hitters, the yeah. law and the prophets of all time. I mean, the greatest of the great are here. They Let's make there. three altars to worship. No, this is my son. What are you talking about? Three altars. This is my son. So today we really need to learn how to quit making altars. There's even Bible worshipers. And I got to tell you, I believe in the Bible more than anyone I've ever met, mm-hmm. but there's Bible worshipers. And it's like, you're going to make an altar to the Bible. Mm-hmm. No, it, it brings us the words of Jesus Christ. But the power is in Jesus Christ, the words of Jesus Christ. And I, I don't worship the Bible. I worship the writer, the, the inspiration. I worship Jesus. The author. And I am so grateful for the Bible. I truly am grateful for the Bible. I believe the Bible. Every, I, I try with all my heart to let it teach me. and And it tells me that. The Father is saying, "This is my Son. Listen to Him," and that's what we ought to concentrate on. So, listen to Jesus is all about that. That's really good. So there you go. Yeah. So there you go. A
0: couple of thoughts. What is you kind of mentioned it with talking about the two the the command of Christ? What is the command of Christ? And you know where the reason people quote the love your neighbor as yourself, love the Lord your God, love your neighbor as yourself, is because that's when the the lawyer asks Jesus, "What is the greatest commandment?" in the law right correct and correct. he gives that response and later he says a new command I gave you and really what you're getting at I, to, is the idea that in order to be a new covenant christian in order to actually be a christian you have to put away the old covenant and just live live out the new covenant and the well that's, letters, what I, right? that's what that's yeah. what i feel he yeah. told
2: me right was you can't live them both together yeah. so what do we do with the old covenant it tells us who god is yeah I need to read that. I need to study that. I need to know that. But that's totally different. He, changes yeah. not. Um, he doesn't change. And in fact, what it tells me is I want the new covenant. Mm-hmm. When you read the old covenant, it tells you I want the new covenant <laughs> yeah. because I want to be forgiven, not foreborn. Yeah. I want to be uh, the house of God, not go to the house of God. Mm-hmm. I want the answers, not the questions. And the answers are in Jesus. The questions are in the old covenant. And I, I, want, I want the new covenant Christianity. And it's like the, the law and the prophets is marvelous to tell us who God is. And we should all read that. We should get to know it very well. Mm-hmm. But the new covenant is how we should then live and how we have the 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 promises of the greater things that i have done will you do you'll do the things that you see me do and you'll do greater things you'll rejoice always even in trials and tribulations you'll pray continually without ceasing you'll have the mind of christ and the heart of god my father and i will make our home in you how does that all become reality to where you can ever have the book of acts church through the command of christ he gives us one command to obey one command to follow now this guy says how do I have eternal life he says or he says obey the commandments and then he's asked well what are the greatest commandments he says love the Lord your God with all your heart mind soul and strength and love your neighbor as yourself and we've turned that into the answer for us when it was an answer on how to fulfill the commandments of the law Old covenant he strictly is telling him how to obey the law yeah. and I'm fine with that I wish I had obeyed the law I didn't so I really need this new covenant promise of forgiveness, and I need the, this cleansing. But more than that, I, I they have a promise of a king. I have a promise to live in a kingdom on earth here just as it is there. Wow. I can live in the kingdom of God here. I can have the Spirit of God all the time, not go visit a priest who went behind a curtain and tell me what it's like. Mm-hmm. I can be the experienced one, the recipient Mm. of the Ark of the Covenant. I can be the Ark of the Covenant, and so all of those things come from the words of Jesus, and the come one. So boils down to one command, Mm. and what's funny is it's love one another as I have loved you. And then there's one, love the uh, believe in the one He sent. It's really funny when you read the apostles and how they interpreted this. Mm. They commend him for the love for one another. And their belief in the one He sent. Yeah. When you read Jesus, it's really clear that you got to come follow Me. You got to believe in the one He sent. And so He tells them, is one, love one another as I've loved you," and then believe in the one He sent. And that's really important. Yeah.
1: So for me, I, when when um, you know, like I said, we've always loved Jesus and we we're always Jesus followers. However, when the Lord spoke this to Steve, uh, probably almost twenty years now ago, um, and we kind of changed. Just our theology, even um, it started changing our whole life, and the confusion started. to Stop. I, I was I was often confused because we were marrying the old covenant with the new covenant, mm-hmm. and oftentimes you read a proverbs and it totally contradicts what Jesus says. I mean, there's a there's there's this this pressure to understand, and you almost feel like you can't go either way because you there's a conflicting message. Right. You're trying to live the old covenant. So if you hurt me, I want you to, you know, an eye for an eye. Mm-hmm. I would like, really like the vengeance. You know, I would really like it back. Right. Asking
2: G- for the vengeance of the yeah,
1: Lord. Yeah, uh, you know, I would like that. But in the new covenant, it's like, you know, forgive, yeah. you know, seven times 70. And, yeah. and, and if you slap me on one side, I give you the other side. Yeah. And I mean, it's so much deeper and way more. And as we found at the Father's House doing this now for, we've been doing the Father's House for 25 years, but I think probably in the last 20 years, mm-hmm is when the lord said, you know, listen gave us a scripture and said you're confused. It just is it just changed everything for me and I I have a christianity that works way better yeah. than it did before the lord corrected us and it's like we're christians, shouldn't we just read the words of Jesus literally and endeavor to follow them mm-hmm. and cuz they are, you know, it just cl- it clarifies things when people say things to you when they're when they're being biblical or they're trying to be, um, just, you know, trying to give you an answer when it doesn't ring, what doesn't ring true with the words of Jesus, you just know Mm. it's confusion. It's like, it's such a foundational principle of Christianity is the message of Jesus, because that's who we ask in our life. That's who every knee shall bow and every tongue confess is Jesus. He's the way to the father. So this has been, um, It just changed our life. And in, like Steve said, in the last 25, 30 years, it's like people don't even pray to Jesus anymore. They pray to God, which is great, but to other people, God can be all kinds of identities. That's right. But there's only one identity with the name of Jesus. Everybody knows who he is. It just totally identifies who you're speaking to. So for me, I feel so unconfused, and I know what I believe, and I'm not back and forth like a chaff of wheat you know <laughs> just trying to figure out what I believe yeah. right
0: yeah with that example you gave I think there's times when people will you'll want an eye for an eye for the person that wronged you correct but then you'll want grace and forgiveness correct. for your sin and you're trying to correct. spin it together and you need to yeah. you
1: need to forgive me for 70 times 7 right. but I want yeah. I want vengeance right. so you know in Proverbs talks about you know, saving and you know and, and uh, Steve often talks about life insurance mm-hmm. policies in the church or you know, probably at a more of a rate, rate rate than the world, and and Jesus says, "Why do you save up where moth and rust can mm-hmm. take over?" It's like just you put it on play basically, yeah. and living by the world's principles, it's kind of a little bit of the Old Testament is like that, and uh, I thought it was very fascinating in the Scripture that these guys, Matthew and um, Elijah, I'm not Matthew, Moses and Elijah, are just they they their whole life. These were the guys. These yeah. were the rock stars. These were the superstars yeah. in in a, in a Jewish religion, and they were both there. Well, just think about that. They were both there, and Jesus was in the middle. It now, Jesus sen- to- It
2: made sense to. Make yeah, offers, and Jesus
1: right? is. Jesus is just kind of garnering his mm. rock star, superstar status. <laughs> They're still not all the way sold yeah. on who he right. is. They go back and forth, right? Because they are marrying the old covenant mm. with the new covenant. They are like the because right. they should, and then all of a sudden they're gone mm. the prophets and the law are gone the guys are gone the ones that they love are gone and only jesus is there yeah. and then god says the most incredible thing and like steve said we just don't want to listen to jesus sometimes because his words are very difficult yeah. and they will judge you and it's it's it is so amazing if you really think about this illustration it's so I don't know why we didn't get this years and years ago but we didn't. A fog. It was a fog. Yeah. And then as soon as he said that, we're like, Oh my goodness. And it's almost like like you said, the clarification over our brain, we just got it. Yeah. And so we take his words literally. That's cool.
0: I was reading around the, the scriptures uh prepping Thursday. I never noticed this before, but what did you say? So reading around the scriptures in preparation for today.
1: Preparation for today.
0: And I'd never noticed that this story in Matthew's account is right after Jesus asks the guys, like, hey, who, you, who you know, who who, who did people say they right So Peter's had his revelation moment of, like, you are yeah, the Christ. The Christ. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't just enough to realize that. He then had to take this other challenge. Now, okay, now you've realized this. Now you've got to stop listening to everything else.
1: And they still didn't and get just it. Just
0: start listening to me. And, and
1: those two, those guys he took up, still yeah. didn't get it because of the because of confusion right. of the of the religious. Yeah. Uh, Moses and Elijah were great guys. Right. So that's that's fascinating. Because I
0: think for some of us, it's like we've had a revelation. Jesus, we we believe he's he is the Christ, Christ. But are we really forgetting everything else we think we know, and listening to him to the point where we're putting it into practice so that when the you know we're building our house on the rock?
1: That's so good. What mm-hmm. you just said is so good because are we willing to forget everything we've learned from the law and the prophets we should know what it says but we're, that's not what where yeah. we need to live right. we need to kind of dismiss that knowing like you said reading the old testament for who god is because he changes not he's the same yesterday today and forever and but but are we willing to just for a season put that all to the side and just read jesus yep. for a long season like go through the gospels Four Listen times, just read it, not to prove anything, but just reading. go back to reading the Gospels four times. It'll change your life again. It'll bring you back to your, your first, first love. love. Yeah, we'll it'll rekindle. bring you back to your first yeah. I guarantee it. It'll I rekindle. challenge
2: you. And, the, and I think yeah. if people are worried, concerned, like we're saying that there's contradictions, mm-hmm. you know. Well, it is really, truly a total contradiction to try to believe Both. Proverbs and Jesus Completely. Mm -hmm. The, you know, the thing vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, (laughs) you don't have to ask him for vengeance. Mm -hmm. It's saying his his vengeance is his. Right. And he and and people I hear all the time satisfied. Well, no, I don't want God to to get the guy, but he's going to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so it's the Christian version is not. I don't want him to. That's not forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness is father. Please do not get him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Father, he has sinned against me, and you said, You're going to avenge me. The Christian forgiveness is asking God not to punish them. It's Jesus saying, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Good. We all know he's saying, Hold this not against them. Yeah. Do not take vengeance on them for killing me. That's very good. Stephen, as he's dying, Father, forgive them. Everyone who's stoning me, forgive them. That's good. That's the New Testament. And that's why Standard. it's a contradiction. The Old Testament isn't, you, it's not a, only a contradiction if you say, Father, avenge me, or, hey, look out, God's going to get you for that. that. And then over here saying you're supposed to forgive. I want to be forgiven. The real contradiction is that you're not asking, you're not going to the Father saying, please don't get him. And over here you are saying, please don't get him. I'm asking you not to let them suffer a bit mm. for what they did to me. That's forgiveness. Yeah. And if I want to be forgiven, Jesus is saying, Father, don't punish Steve for what he has done against us. That's what, that's what forgiveness is. Jesus saying, I will pay the penalty. What if, what if Jesus had said, you and I have to say to the Father, Lord, they, they threw rocks at me and hit me and you're going to punish them, but don't punish them for throwing rocks at me. Punish me for throwing rocks at me. Mm. Right? So that's what Jesus did. But I don't think he's asking us to do that, because he already paid the penalty for their sins. If I will simply apply his forgiveness to their sins by saying, "Father, don't punish them for throwing rocks at me," "Father, don't punish them for crucifying me," yeah. that's the difference. That's how different the Old Testament and New Testament are. That's, that's how different the Proverbs, t- how you should oh. live. Yeah. The how we should live in the Proverbs versus how we should it's live good. in the grace. Yeah. That's how different it is. Yeah. Anyway. That's really,
0: That's really good. And I think that, you know, just before we bring it to a close, that whenever I read this story, the other thought I always have is I hear all the time and, you know, counseling people, leading people like, oh, well, I grew up believing this. or. Right. Or this is what I've always done. This is what you know in my culture, in my life, in my way, in my thing. And you know, there is obviously the, the the story is about uh, Moses and Elijah and the prophets. But I think there are a lot of people who are maybe new believers who don't have it necessarily have a foundation of old covenant belief. But what they do have is, well, in you know, in my in the way I grew up, it was like this. Or you know, in in my generation it's this and we have all these other things that we carry forward that kind of can become our law and prophets and that they're the what we really live good. according to instead of just, you know, taking Jesus at his word and it's living for really
1: him. And it could just cultural yeah. or religious, yeah. yeah. You, you know, just it's, it's the way we live. Yeah. And it's just I would just I would just um, uh, just exhort people to just read Jesus. Don't yeah. take our word for it. Yeah. Just read the words of Jesus because they are so illuminating yeah. and so wonderful
0: definitely changes your worldview yes and challenges your worldview
2: it's been said christianity is not for wimps no it's a tough thing it's to stand tough. up face it's and go but yet the weakest Who among can? us can can achieve it that's right the so most, most
0: innocent yeah well thanks guys i think that was a really good discussion today um and we'll bet next time look at another point but hope you guys enjoyed listening today and just listen
2: to jesus amen
0: listen Listen to him thank you for listening to the uncommon truth podcast today i hope this episode encouraged you inspired you maybe even challenged you to keep seeking after everything jesus has for you and the life he calls you to live if you haven't already please take a moment and subscribe to the uncommon truth podcast that way you'll get every episode each week when it's released it would really help us if you could rate, review, and even share this podcast with anyone that you think would be encouraged by it. Help us spread the message to more people so that we can all live out this Christianity the way Jesus intended it to be. If you would like to get in touch with us, have any questions about the podcast, the topics, or even like us to pray for you, you can do so by emailing us at uncommontruthpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.